the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. <laughs> Helps to have the have the headsets off mute, doesn't it? It does. Good, good catch. You're you're welcome. Good catch. You're welcome. We're, we're this, is, this is why this is why I'm here. This is why I do this because you can't do it on your own. Oh my goodness, I can't do it on my own. Huh. Did y'all just hear that? Okay, listen. It's if, funny if, that I did it for almost six let's, years let's on my it, own. Let's put it in perspective, though. Y'all are no, just, I just here did. listening Six years. to the intro music, and then the rest is just dead. Because you wouldn't have known if your mic was muted. I would have figured it out because I wouldn't have heard my hair myself in the ear song, oh, earphones. Really, huh? After yeah. after you got through the calendar yeah. events and and all that. Uh-huh. Do you want this to be your last show? I mean, no. Okay then. I, I quite enjoy this. Then sit down. I am sitting down. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like the chair. It's really comfortable. Welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. We've gotten the, that engineering part done. Um, <laughs> how'd you like the snow this week? Here, here and gone. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sorry. That's okay. I know you want to see snow. I don't know. I know you want to see snow. I just, I can't believe. I cannot believe that last year we didn't have to worry about it melting. Like it just, it just, it would snow and it was there for two days. Yeah. But it seems like every snow so far has just been gone in a day. I'm sorry. Actually, not really, but... Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're not sorry. You feel no sympathy <laughs> for me. Suck I it up, do. Buttercup. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. What a wonderful day to be in South Carolina. <laughs> it is not. It is the spring, you know. Uh, the weather's going to change. We we may yet get another one. I mean, it is just towards the end of February. Some of our biggest snows have come around Easter, historically. So it, it's it brighten up, sweetheart. It it, it could happen. <laughs> I'm ever hopeful. We we have news here on Woods of Water, South Carolina, from titling his 2012 album Charleston, South Carolina, 1966, to his ardent support of the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. It's no secret Darius Rucker is a Palmetto State pundit through and through. Now he has finally found the perfect job, as if touring all those years wasn't the perfect job. Uh, Darius is partnering with the South Carolina Department of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism to serve as the official ambassador for South Carolina Tourism in 2020. Look at that. Darius will make appearances at several major tourism events, including the RBC Heritage Golf Tournament on Hilton Head in April. He'll also appear on marketing material for the state's Discover campaign and as the cover story for the state's official vacation guide. Charleston is home, Darius said. Did you know he lived in Charleston, Taylor? I did not know he lived in Charleston. Yes, he lives in Charleston. If you watch his videos, folks, if you go back and watch the YouTube videos of of mostly Darius Rucker, not hooting the blowfish, you have to, it's a generational thing there. Um, you'll see a lot of his videos are filmed in Charleston. 
a lot of them out on the water with the bridge and I mean it is you don't have to guess where he is it is Charleston he said I think it's the greatest city in the world the people are so nice I love the weather I love the fact that I can play golf year round yeah uh it's just one of those towns I think the restaurants are absolutely incredible I love to take my kids and just walk downtown and just people watch and see all the amazing history I can live wherever I want but when I think about it I don't want to live anywhere but Charleston so there you go the official, official face of South Carolina tourism now. Look at that. Pretty cool. We love Darius Rucker. What did, what did you do here? I you switched. stole something. <laughs> I did. You did. I, you stole I, something. I stole something, and then I, like, gave you mine. <sighs> anyway, so, yeah. So, for the <laughs> so you'll notice that the rest of the music for this show is a lot of Darius. It is. And a lot of Hootie. It is. And it'll be good. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to get into a calendar of events here. We're going to talk about our weekend at Seawee mm-hmm. and, and, and Bear Island and some of the things we did down there, some of the things you could have done if you were in Charleston, or and you can still do if you want to drive down to Bear Island, the Ace Basin and all. But uh, and, but it, in, the, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk to Steve Maynard. He is the, the director of Camp Woody, and I met him back in December. And we ran into him again at Seawee, and it's coming around the summer camp. And I think a lot of you parents out there would like to get rid of your kids for a week. And a lot okay, of kids not, out there would like not, to get rid of your parents for a week. Maybe not get rid of, but... <laughs> take a break from. Yeah, that's, that's better. Yeah. That's better. That's it. Take a break from. I, I prefer get rid of. Cause you, but you know you never want to get rid of me, right? <laughs> Don't test your luck. Uh, <laughs> but Steve's going to be here. A really nice guy. Ha- has been in camping practically his entire life, and I'm sure he'll tell us a little more about that when he joins us. But I guess now we will jump right into the calendar events for this week, which is brought to you by Visit Anderson and Green Pond Event Center. Absolutely. On your toes today. Look at me. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Northside Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina. They have two campuses down there. On Thursday, February 27th, which is coming up really quick, the 2020 Men of Northside Sportsman's Banquet featuring Joe, I think it's Buford, Hunter Outdoorsman author and national speaker. Tickets are only $5. Everybody can afford that, I believe. And you can get them at www.menofn.org. So M-E-N-O-F-N dot org. Tickets include dinner, silent auction, and door prizes. Uh, doors open at 5.30 p.m. for the silent auction, exhibits, and displays. Dinner will be served at 6.30. Tickets must be purchased in advance at Northside or online. And they're going to have a bunch of firearms and all the good stuff. Brought to you, sponsored by Palmetto State Armory and Men of N, which is Northside Baptist Church. Okay. So... We, this year, if y'all didn't know, we have a leap day. So, Lake Constantine um, Nature Park is hosting a leap day hike on February 29th, and that will be from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, they'll, meet, they'll meet at the Lake Constantine Nature Park, which is... Conesty. Conesty. Sorry, <laughs> Conesty. Um, at 601 Fork Shoals Road in Greenville. Um, this only happens... Once every four years, so That's right. take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. If you want a cool experience, Bulls Bay Field Trial Club has something for you March 5th through the 8th. It's a horseback trial for bird dogs. 
It's uh, appearing atop Amateur Shooting Dog Award points and National Amateur Invitational Points trial. It's at Oak Grove Plantation in Brunson, South Carolina. Directions can be found uh-oh, at huntoakgrove.com. So they're going to draw braces on Tuesday, March the 3rd at 7 o'clock. And then the trial will run March 5th through 8th. So this is really you know, open derby or 30 minutes, uh, time permitting. Amateur shooting dogs an hour and amateur derby is 30 minutes. And they got some judges that are going to be there. And this is just a really cool thing. We, we enjoy our field trials. I, I field trial a little bit and, and you've been to a few field trials and I have. it's all about the dogs. I know. Oh, it's all about the puppies. I love dogs. Yes, we know. Puppies, dogs in general, but puppies just make it. Yeah, they just make it. <laughs> now we have something kind of in my. You better hurry field. up. Um, we've got on March 7th, we've got the intro to archery, which is put on by South Carolina Wildlife Federation. And this is going to be, you can choose your time from um, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And that will be, you can get tickets at suwf.org. Um, and again, that's March 7th. On the same day, March 7th, you got Women Owning Woodlands Workshop. I stole one back from you. You did steal one back from <laughs> 835 at the Blue Heron um, Nature Center in Ridgeland, South Carolina. It is for those women who own land who want to learn how to be stewards of the land, connect them to resources, trusted professionals, and a community of other women. And if you own, care for, or are interested in learning more about the woodlands, this is for you. It is brought to you by the Forestry Association and Clemson University, and you can find more at Women Owning Woodlands Workshop. So with that, we're about into that uh, end of the first segment, aren't we? We are. And so where's the music at? I don't know. Where's the music? Here it comes. It's coming right now. No, it's not. That's the wrong one. (laughs) Here comes the music. (laughs) Here's some hootie for you. Friends is the voice of South Carolina Tourism for 2020. And this was Hootie. <clears throat> this was Hootie. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome back to Woods and South Woods and Water, South Carolina. It is uh it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for tuning in. And and if you're where you're listening in, in the upstate of the Midlands, we uh, we welcome you to the show. Real quick, wanted to hit uh, some changes in turkey season for twenty twenty. Now, it, it, I want to hit these changes, but I've got some changes that just showed up in the mailbox, too. So there are some legislative and regulatory changes for 2020. If you're a turkey hunter, you probably already know about this. If you don't know about this because you're last minute like me, then here it is. But you know, the decline in turkeys in South Carolina has been documented as well as across the southeast. And you know, changes in causes and who knows? It ranges from, you know, fire practices to predation to uh, the weather. You know, wildlife is a – it is tough to be a, a wild animal. 
It really is. Whether you're a quail or a turkey or a fawn, it is it's tough. It is tough. And so we we made some changes in South Carolina with dates, with game zones, and with fees for tags now. So here you go. Turkey tag turkey season dates effective this year, twenty twenty. We have game zones one and two are lumped together again. Opens April the first through May the tenth. Game Zones 3 and 4, which is the Low Country, has been lumped together. Their season comes in March 22nd to April the 30th. And statewide on game management lands, April the 1st to May 5th. And you can check all this out at the Department of Natural Resources uh, website. Residents, and I'm not going to cover non-residents. Y'all can fend for yourself. But residents, three gobblers per season, no more than one gobbler per day. No more than one gobbler may be harvested from April the 1st to the 10th on private land in game and wildlife management areas in game zone one and two. No more than one may be harvested from March 22nd through the 23rd on private land in game zones three and four. Okay? Non-residents, you can do that. Okay, residents, it says turkey tags are going to be $5 for a set of three. Unless you have a license, I assume, that you ordered last year because we just got our turkey tags in the mail. Does that does that mean we're gonna go? Well, Actually, I don't I don't year. know. There's yours and here's mine. Mm-hmm. So and we did not pay. I don't think I paid five dollars last year when I renewed, and I may have. I'm forgetful like that. But we may have paid for the turkey tags, and I just don't remember when I ordered them that I paid for them because I ordered that the sportsman's license the all the stamps and all, and 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 subscribe to South Carolina Wildlife. So, who knows? I could have, but I can't promise you that I was. I can remember. But anyway, at least going forward, they're gonna be five dollars for a set of three. 2020 Youth Turkey Hunting Days, 17 years old and younger, must be accompanied by an adult at least 21 years of old of age. No license or tags required for youth or adult in these days. In the youth days, uh, adults may call a guide. However, only the youth may actually hunt. Private game, private lands, 1 and 2, March 28th, 29th, limit 1 gobbler, which counts towards season limit. Our private lands and game zones, 3 and 4, March 14th to 15th, limit 1 gobbler, which counts towards season limit. Wildlife management areas, March 28th, limit 1 gobbler, which counts towards the season limit. So... That is turkeys, and we've got a lot of more turkey stories. You know, I want to bring up some of the research from last year. I'm going to try to get Charles Ruth if we can fit that in because, because we've got next weekend, then we're going to be at the Classic the weekend after that, and, whew, boy, things whew. are busy. Oh, here we go. For those who have already ordered or requested turkey tags, they should begin arriving in mailboxes the week of February 17th. That would be us. And they can be purchased online or by phone anytime and will also be available over the counter beginning March 2nd at DNR offices in Clemson, York, Florence, Charleston, and West Columbia. And that's at the farmer's market at West Columbia. If you have purchased requested tags and don't receive them by early March, please reach out to South Carolina DNR licensing at 803-734-3833. Okay? Okay. Now, real quick, because we've only got like, I don't know, seven minutes but we need to talk about this weekend, this past weekend, because it was a ball. It was, <laughs> it was. So it was quick, fun. but it was a ball. It was. So we left here 
uh, Thursday mm-hmm. late afternoon. Didn't get as early a start as we wanted to. Uh, ran into traffic problems in Columbia, Whew. which is why I hate being on I-26. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we had, a, we had an appointment. We had a date in Charleston with some friends of ours. And so we needed to get down there because they were waiting on us to eat supper. And so we, yep, interstate. Ah, give me the creepy crawlies. But uh, anyway, got down there, had a good time. But we got up Friday morning mm-hmm. and went to Seaweed. So tell us a little bit about what we did at Seaweed. Well, first thing, Dad made sure we went to the food first. Oh, yeah, the South Carolina, <laughs> the South Carolina certified tent, yes. And let me just say, I was not disappointed. No, you weren't. You were, were kind of like, really going I here first? I actually tried hot barbecue sauce. And it was good. It was really good. Although, I did speak a little too soon because I was like, oh, <laughs> this it's isn't not bad. Hot. And then I was like, oh, wait. Psych. Yep. But the South Carolina Department of Agriculture always puts on the South Carolina Certified Tent where they've got people right here in South Carolina who are, who are I guess manufacturing or or marketing or whatever foods made here. So we had we had peanuts, we had homemade barbecue sauces, uh, pizza sauces, we had olive oils. We Those had were really red good. Velvet cake. Oh yes, she was there with red velvet cake. Yes, oh. I, I forget her name, but it's th- those pictures will be up on the Facebook page here in the next week or so. And uh, then how about the how about the the jelly with sage in it? I mean, who would have thought of putting oh. sage in blackberry jelly? Oh, man. I wouldn't, but but they, there's a company out there that does it, and they're based right there at St. Matthew, South Carolina. And they have I, one I little was, store that carries their stuff. I was ready for lunch right after that. Like, <laughs> I need more food. <laughs> okay, so after after we got done with the food, uh, Marion Square. Yep. Lots <clears> of things going on in Marion Square, including the, the Center for Birds of Prey aerial demonstration. Kind of different this year. We had two... Well, at first we started out with two red-tailed hawks right. that were wild. They were not brought there by the birds of that, prey. Their nest is right there yeah. between the legs of, of Marion, <laughs> the statue. Yeah. You look right at the statue, and there's their nest right between his yeah. feet. So they were kind of hesitant about bringing out certain birds. And then by the end of the show, there was four. Yeah, there were four, and they were all in the church steeples yeah. and around you, Marion and Square. And you, you could see the, the actual red tail that they brought – um, with them. That's right. Only has one good eye, and that one good eye was. <laughs> he was keeping sky. track of all of those. Yeah. yeah. All the birds they brought out were kind of keeping track of the locals. Yep. So it kind of put a damper on their display, but it was fun. Then uh, you got to pet a snake. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, the Orient Society is there and had some snakes. Some can't say which all, I like. Can't say I like gone didn't. towards a snake before. Yeah. So that was kind of different. <laughs> the indigo snakes are pretty cool. And then Daddy got a little um. Yeah, a little hesitant when it yeah. got to the uh, I don't like the ones with rattles rattlers and things. And yeah. Yeah. No, I was ready to go by then. No, you could you could definitely hear the rattles through, yeah. through the vent. L- lunch at Groucho's, they're close to Marion Square, and then never we're disappoint. off. Never disappoint. Then off to Brittlebank Park. That was Brittlebank was a little chilly, but it was so. And we rode good. the bus, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. The buses run, I mean, on time. They're there are plenty of them. It yeah. wasn't like Isn't you like, were sitting there waiting for an hour to get a bus, and it was it was chop chop chop. It's like red, blue, and a green, green, I think. Yeah. And they each take you different places and have different stops. Yep. So I got out to Brutal Bank, had a good time there. Went to the Charleston place after that to look at some art. Went to some art. And yeah. we kind of drooled over some shotguns. And- oh yeah. Oh the Beretta room. I forgot all about that. Oh so pretty. I could sell. I could sell you and buy one. 
You said you mentioned that already. We're not we're not going to discuss that anymore. <laughs> um, we got to see a bunch of cute puppies. Yes, yeah, so seaweed is about the dogs. Yep. Seaweed is all about dogs. And while we're at Brill Bank, we got to see dog dogs. That's right. Dog dogs was there. You know, they were throwing dummies, and I think I had they have one that went like 16 feet. I think was yep. the longest I saw. And some were kind of hesitant. They didn't really want to. <laughs> the one where he <laughs> said the urgent is time the expired, and then the dog jumped in. Yeah. <laughs> like right at the last second. Right, the, right, just as soon as his time was up, the dog goes, okay. And okay. <laughs> so, uh, and that was Saturday. Uh, went to, Friday. That was Friday. Went to eat at our favorite place, which is Bowen's Island. <sighs> so good. The food is, is as good as the view because it is so fresh. And then uh, Saturday morning, got up and went to Bear Island, Ace Basin. That is one place. For your, first, your first time there. Yeah, it was. That is one place where if you want to go get pictures of wa- of waterfowl and everything, and even even wildlife. I mean, we we saw some coon tracks. Yeah, saw some coon tracks, some deer tracks deer around, tracks and some coyote tracks. So. And I'm sure if we were there earlier, you probably would have seen, seen some them. of those. Yeah. We were a little late getting there. Uh, rabbit hunters. Oh yeah, there were plenty with with all 18 puppies. And it was fun <laughs> to hear those dogs light up when they got on a rabbit trail. <laughs> Uh, Those poor birds didn't know what to do. Trying to the ducks were, to yeah. Down. The ducks were like, "Where do we go? Because there's dogs howling here. There's people, <laughs> people over, over there. there. Uh, you you cannot sneak up on two thousand gadwalls, can you? No, we learned that the hard way. Oh, I, I mean, already knew it. I was just hopeful. Well, <laughs> we were. I mean, we we're on our hands and knees, crawling around <laughs> dikes trying to get close to ducks. Uh, and I think as time went on, we shed one layer each. Yeah, we did. We started <laughs> shedding layers. Because it was, it, was, it was in the upper 30s when we got there. Mm-hmm. and But the wind was blowing. So it kind of, you kind of had to stay dressed I because that wind was. I needed my for my nose. Yeah, your nose was cold. <laughs> but just a really neat place. We walked about five miles. Mm-hmm. About three and a half at Seawee and so five at Birth. Yeah, bear. And this thing about it, you can just strike off and start walking. And um, there are different trails you can take across and the different dikes, dikes and, yep. and you just keep and, and cell phone service does work. So if you have Google Earth, you yep. can kind of keep track of yourself. There are maps there. So, um, but yeah, just a really cool experience for it you. So much fun! I highly recommend going there. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's an annual thing. It is an annual thing that we try to go do. Uh, when we go to Seawee, and I think next year we have to stay a couple of days at Seawee. We we really cheat ourselves because we didn't see Jack Hanna. Um, you know, we'll work on it. Mm-hmm. And then, we, then the the your favorite part, the uh, all the plantations down through there, oh. and the houses. I think I told you I want one like five times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear a little more Hootie and the Blowfish here, folks, as we go out of this segment into the next one. Hang on through the break. More woods and water, South Carolina on the other side. In Water, South Carolina, where we're celebrating Darius Rucker, our Hootie and the Blowfish, as being the official official sound of South Carolina. 
It is. That's right. Isn't it? It is. So if as you if you picked up on this through the show, folks, you you've heard Darius a lot today, or Hootie. He'll always be Hootie to me. But, uh, He'll always be Darius to me. That's right. What's well, a generational thing? Uh, but anyway, as, as promised, we are back and we are talking to Steve Maynard, who is the director at Camp Woody down in I guess Pinewood, South Carolina. Is that where you're officially at, Steve? That's our official address, but we're. Just south of Pinewood, uh, a little bit closer to Somerton, actually. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I got to see Darius slash Hootie way back in the day when Ooh. he was Hootie. Oh, in the yeah. day. Good show. Hootie <laughs> yeah. and, and the Blowfish. And the Blowfish, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, uh, the only thing I have to say about Hootie transforming himself to Hootie to Darius is that he went from making me laugh to making me cry. <laughs> I mean, those, That's true. the stuff he's putting out, you know, on this later stuff, uh, you, oh, man, having girls, it'll tug at your heartstrings, bud. <laughs> yeah, it does. You're just a big softie, aren't you? I am. I'm a big, mean softie. You are. You are. <laughs> but, uh, well, Steve, I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. I I really appreciate the, uh, the uh, whole tour that you gave me here back in December when I came down. That's a, it's been yeah. a long time since I've been to Camp Woody, and that place is pretty doggone amazing. Yeah, we've uh, there's been a lot of changes. Uh, and changes are still on the way. We're adding a dual zip line this summer <laughs> from the island in Bullington Pond, zip across the pond, and splash down in the far end. So it's going to be a, a great time for the kids to not only get some high flying antics in, but also cool off when they hit the water on the far end. Absolutely. Well, uh, take just a minute. You're 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 new to Camp Woody. You're new to South Carolina. I mean, when I was there in December, I think you said you've been there eight days. So, take a minute. Give us a little bit of background. And how did you end up at Camp Woody? Well, I I started out as a camper at a small uh, day camp way up in Connecticut, and uh, the, the counselors there, the staff, just brought out the best in me. They highlighted the the positives of each one of the campers made each camper feel special. And uh, for me, that was a life-changing experience. It uh, changed me forever from a quiet, introverted kid into a, a more confident uh, teen. And then I worked my way up through that program and then uh, went to college to be able to pay that forward to other campers and graduated with a degree in recreation management and uh, have been working in the camping field for almost 25 years now. Wow. So I've, I've had the opportunity and been blessed to work at some of the premier Y camps in the country, um, Camp Jewel in Connecticut, where I did my internship. Okay. And then moved to Indiana and worked at Camp Tecumseh there, another YMCA camp. Um, brought my trades up to uh, Michigan, which uh, the camp there is store camps, but it's a branch of the Toledo, Ohio YMCAs. Okay. And most recently, I was in uh, central Missouri running an overnight camp, uh, very similar in, in uh, camper size, enrollment-wise, to uh, Camp Woody itself. And, uh, and from there, I was ready to make a move to the, uh, to the sunny, warm, <laughs> coastal areas, and, uh, and here I am. So, uh, yeah, been here for about two months and just loving it, loving the southern hospitality and, uh, and getting to try out some good restaurants down in Charleston. Oh, yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Just really enjoying it. That's right, because we, we, we ran into you at Seawee. So, yeah, you'd have gotten to yeah. the right. fair in Charleston. 
That's right. We uh, we had a great time down at Sea. It was great to see you all there. Yeah. And uh, just see all the vendors and the, the amazing uh, hunting heritage and conservation heritage that is shared in South Carolina. You know, you said something a minute ago about the number of campers that come through Woody or compared with some of the other camps. How many how many kids are y'all gonna are will y'all host this summer? You think? We're gonna host about twelve hundred campers. So with ten weeks of camp, you know that's just a little over a hundred campers each week, which yeah. keeps it very manageable. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we'll have a staff of about forty, and that includes a nurse who's on site twenty four seven when the campers are on camp. Okay. And uh, our leadership team of uh, myself, our assistant director, T.J. Morgan, and uh, two unit directors as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be working it and making sure that uh, the campers are having just the, the time of their lives and the, the best week of their year is what we'd like. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, going back to summer camps when I was a kid, it, it is not only the best week of the year, but even today you can, and I'm sure you have this, Going back to when you were at camp as a kid, you remember those weeks for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And you remember the, those counselors that impacted you in a positive way. You remember their names. You remember their nicknames. You yep. remember <laughs> so much of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, great. Um, well, let's uh, let's take a few minutes and talk about Camp Woody, uh, maybe some of the things they'll do while they're there. And then we've got some other questions we'll get through. So, so go ahead and take us. Camp Woody, what are kids going to do when they get there? Well, uh, our, our mission is to promote and perpetuate the conservation and hunting heritage of South Carolina. So the kids are going to shoot quite a bit while they're here. They're gonna, we have a BB range. We have a pellet range. We graduate up to 22s and then move into shotguns. And so even our youngest campers will have an opportunity to shoot uh, all of those under the watchful supervision of trained 4-H shooting instructors. I was fixing to say, so, when you when you start talking about guns and all, some parents kind of shrink and go, oh, but, but these kids, they're going to learn from people who have done this, they're certified, who are safe, and, and there's nothing to fear here. That's, that's exactly right. Yes, when they're at the range, it's a one-on-one situation with their shooting instructor. Okay. The rest of their cabin will be, will be with their counselor. You know, they're right in the area so they can listen They'll be listening to the general instructions at the beginning. Okay. Once the the, uh, the gun goes with the camper, uh, there's a shooting instructor that's right there side by side with them. Very good. Some of the other stuff you're going to be doing? Yeah, so... Well, uh, no. Go ahead, Taylor. Oh, no, sorry. Kind of like give us a rundown of a day in the life of a camper. What, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, what's what's the usual schedule? That That has been the biggest adjustment for me. Um, this Camp Woody is so scheduled. We've got 18 different activities that we want each camper to experience while they're here. Okay. And so, and that that includes we've got a great five stand range. We've got a 12 station uh, walk through sporting clays course. We've got ski. We've got trap. We've got a 3D archery range. We've got the pool that they're going to experience. We've got the dual zip lines I talked about. We've got fishing. We've got canoeing. We've got kayaking. Do I need to go? I'm sport. And so the, the, you know, there's just so many activities that we schedule each, almost each minute of the day for them, and they're going to be going through those activities with their cabin counselor. Okay. And then they'll meet, um, they'll meet the shooting instructors at the ranges uh, 
at the specified time for each of their activities. So to get back to your question, Taylor, a day in the life, uh, I'm going to hit the kind of the high points. We'd be waking up at 7. We'd be doing flagpole. We'd raise the flag, do the pledge, um, as every good camp should. Um, and then we've got breakfast. Uh, immediately following breakfast, the campers will be heading off to one of their morning activities. And they'll do three, sometimes four activities in the morning. Okay. And again, they, they run through that list that I just went through. Right. Okay. Then we're going to break, break for lunch. Okay. Um, after lunch, we have a uh, rest hour, which everybody needs. Uh, very often the counselors, as much as <laughs> uh, get out, get out of the hot sun. Sure. Take a break. Um, I need to mention that our cabins, as well as our dining hall, are air conditioned. Okay. So although we spend a lot of time outdoors, um, those areas are air conditioned so we can get the kids and the counselors body temp back down <laughs> and keep them cool, keep them cool uh, while they're having lunch and while they're resting during rest hour. After rest hour, we start right back up with those activities where we'll be running um, about 50-minute program classes. So there'll be 50 minutes at, at the range, 50 minutes at the pool, and then they're going to um, move to the next activity. They'll do that from about 2 right on through 5.30, uh, quarter to 6, when we break for dinner. Okay. Flag lowering. Uh, we'll be doing that before dinner. And then um, that kind of wraps up the the activities for the day, um, the scheduled activities. Then in the evening, after dinner, we'll have uh, some time where they can visit the, the camp store and that sort of thing. And then we'll begin with our eating program. The evening programs are all all camp participating at one time. Okay. So we'll do uh, yeah, we'll do uh, uh, Sunday night when the campers arrive. We do an opening campfire, which gives the staff great opportunity to show the kids that this is a place where they can really be themselves. The counselors, we get zany, we do songs and skits, <laughs> uh, maybe some stories with the kids that'll that'll really, you know let their guard down for the week. Okay. And, um, Camp Woody is a place where campers can, can really be themselves. Uh, they're surrounded by staff who are going to be supportive of them and their fellow campers as well. That culture is really supporting and, uh, and building each other up. So that, you know, when they, when you miss something at one of the ranges or maybe you don't make it, you know, the first time you try something, it's okay. Yeah. Because the group that's with you is going to be supporting you. Hey, good try, man. Yeah. You get it next time. All right. Great that you got up there and tried it. Well, let's break right so quick. Eating pro- yeah. Hey, let's break right quick, and we'll come right back with you, okay. Steve. Hang on just a second. Great. Sure. Hey. You're really sweet, but it's just not working out. We can still be friends. Thanks for the flowers, though. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of guys who have been right there. <laughs> that was harsh. Harsh. Harsh, the girl says. But, uh... <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the the Hootie and the and the Darius today in, in celebration of him becoming the uh, the voice of South Carolina Tourism. Which is pretty cool, and we're and we're back with Steve Maynard and, and Steve. I hated to cut you off on the last one. I was uh, I was trying to get in there, but you were. It was so good. So, 
finish, why don't you why don't you talk about that that little last bit of evening stuff again and I'll then and finish that up, yeah. yeah finish that up for me our evening evening program um, will be some activities I've alluded to the campfire there and then we'll also have uh, various games uh, some games like a game called rocks which you got to play it to believe it um, <laughs> and they have uh, an, an all camp uh, uh, mud pit activity yes. uh, which you are not required to participate in but Lots of folks do like to get down in, into the mud and have some fun. Um, tug of war is part of that mud pit, and tubicide, which needs to be again needs to be seen to be believed. <laughs> and that'll take us through till about um, till about nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, campers head back to their cabins, get some showers, do devotions in the cabin, and then uh, and then off to bed because at seven o'clock the next morning we start up and do it all. <laughs> You know, we need their sleep. They definitely need their sleep, and the counselors need their sleep. They will need their sleep. Real quickly, I want you to I want you to talk about something you and Taylor talked about at, at Seawee. But what is the real quickly? What's the difference between junior and senior camp? All right, junior and senior camp. Our junior campers are ages seven on up to eleven, and then seniors are uh, twelve right on up through sixteen. And the difference is that the juniors are getting um, just an initial uh, kind of contact with all of our different activities um, in camp. And as they come back as seniors, we put a little bit of choice into their program. It's a little bit more detailed. We'll have some special instructors come in and give them a little bit more detailed instruction on each of the activities like five stand or like fishing. Uh, seniors will have an opportunity to try fly fishing, just a little bit more in-depth because many of them have been returning for three, four, five years. Okay. So we, we want to make sure we're keeping them engaged and uh, continuing to provide challenging activities for them. That's great. Cool. So all kind of off of that, tell us a little bit about what is the counselor and training program? Excellent. Yeah. So once they hit that, uh, get to be 15, 16, um, then they're getting into their junior and senior year in high school. And we don't want to lose, so we've created a program called the Counselor in Leadership Training. Uh, and that is a special program, two-week program for those older campers. They're going to come in and they're going to be able to participate in the activities with the campers, as well as shadow uh, a particular cabin throughout the week. And then we'll bring in special speakers who are going to speak on leadership in their given profession. Uh, we'll have folks from DNR coming in. We'll have folks from the local police department lined up. We have uh, uh, some some folks in the this field, wildlife management field as well, that will be coming in to kind of highlight what leadership means to them and how they've uh, how leadership has helped them throughout the course of their career in in this field. So interesting um, opportunities. And the things that they'll be learning uh, through some team building as well, we'll do some special uh, team building, some hardcore stuff with these older campers. Um, they're going to be able to apply not just to camp and Camp Woody, and we hope that they do come back as counselors later on, but also in any of their life activities. So at school, in any clubs or teams that they're on, these leadership skills will definitely uh, be part of their life forever. Wow. And, and that's what you were hard after Taylor about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Trying to get Miss Taylor to come out with us for two weeks this summer. Yep, she seems like she's a prime candidate. 
she's smart and uh, and wants to give back to the community, and that's what we're trying to instill in in our CILTs. We'll hope this works and, out. And I she's am. she is very interested. She, uh, <laughs> I am. She talked Good. about it all the rest of that day at Seawe and like a little bit coming home, and she's got to see how this summer goes <laughs> and and try to get her down. If not this summer, maybe next. Well, yeah, yeah. No, we'd we'd love to have her. Let's let's figure it out and get her over here. Okay. Well, okay. We're going to come back and talk about camp for a minute, but. Part of what Camp Woody does is the hunting aspect, and we don't do that while you're at camp, but you have something called Camp Boyd that uh, you took me That's to right. and was talking about. Take just a couple of minutes and talk about Camp Boyd, why it's there, and what happens there during the duck hunting season, deer hunting season for that matter, right. too. Sure. Yep. So uh, the Boyd Foundation funded uh, a camp for parent-child experience. And so campers, our senior campers in particular, have the opportunity to come back during the non-summer months to participate in a deer hunt, duck hunt, or dove hunt. And when they do, they're going to stay out at the Boyd camp. Um, It's a little bit more rustic than our main camp areas. Uh, There are no bathrooms in the cabins. There uh, is a separate bathroom out there, but a little bit more rustic. Cabins sleep four. Okay. And so it should be two parent-child groups in there. Um, and the parents come back with them in for this experience. And if they're in a deer hunt, they're going to be right up in the deer stand with their child and uh, going through that experience together. What a bonding experience to spend that time. As I know you've done with Taylor yep. in the deer stand or in the duck blind, um, you know, those are those are times and memories that you'll never be able to replace. They're, they're going to be there forever, and that's what the Boyd's wanted to do, make sure that we're passing on that hunting heritage to the next generation. That's so it's it's, uh, it's part of the fee uh, when they come to camp. It's figured right in. So the campers don't pay any additional fee. The parents pay a minimal fee. It's $120 okay. uh, for that, for the overnight and, and the uh, day and a half experience. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, our duck hunters, uh, we, we hunt on a special private impoundment, so it's just only hunted with Boyd Camp, and uh, and it's a, it's a really great experience. We've had really, really good reviews on, on the whole program. That's great. So yeah. with as many campers as you have, I know you, it's hard to pick out you know, who has changed over the, the week or so, but what are some changes you do see in certain campers over that week? Well, you know, one of... The underlying goals that we have for those campers are to help them grow in self-confidence and self-esteem. And how do we do that? We do that through make, allowing them to make friendships. You know, when you make a new friend, you feel good about yourself. When you are learning a new skill and, and you master that skill, get a little bit better at it progressively, you feel a sense of accomplishment and your self-confidence grows. So each time that camper casts the line into the water and makes it successful, each time they catch a fish, each time they get a little bit better at archery, uh, which I, Taylor, I know you're a great archer. <laughs> and, uh, you haven't you know, seen her shoot. sense of accomplishment. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard from her bragging dad. No, huh? no. You brag on me? Oh, my word. Uh, yeah, he does, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm sure, Taylor, in your own experience, 
uh, as you got better and better at archery, that helped your confidence grow. It did. And knowing that you were, yeah, that you were good at something, that you could see the results the more you practiced, that, you know, the more you honed in on that bullseye each time. And so that's what we're trying. We're using all of these activities are just tools to help those campers grow in confidence and self-esteem. And they're going to make friends. They're going to make friends that they'll be friends with for the rest of their lives. So that's so great. And um, it, it really is. It's great to see that transformation from when they arrive on Sunday and they're kind of quiet, introverted, and then on Friday when they leave and they are just ecstatic. And, and I'm speaking from 25 years of experience in the field. So, um, again, this will be my first summer at Camp Woody, but, uh, but seeing that happen in all the camps where I've been, I know we're going to have those same experiences, and the campers have been having those experiences here for many, many years. When does camp kick off? Well, we are, we'll have our first week of camp uh, beginning May 31st through June 5th, and that's a junior week. Okay. So our juniors come, yep, our juniors come separate weeks than our seniors so that we can, uh, we can really focus on the age group that's here and have the activities specific for that age group. And we, we run 10 weeks of summer camp finishing off in August on the 2nd through the 7th. And, and smack dab right in, go, go ahead. ahead. Smack dab right in the middle of that, we have weeks 5 and 6, which is our first time we're offering a two-week camp. It's for seniors, and the campers will arrive on Sunday, and they'll leave not the first Friday, but the second Friday. So they'll be here right on through. We'll have some special activities over the weekend, including a game dinner, which uh, big a wild game dinner, which is good for everybody. I know, I've had a lot of parents thinking it. <laughs> and then um, we'll have a fishing tournament, which will be a lot of fun on Saturday. And we'll also have, and Taylor and I bonded over this, an ice cream Sunday bar. Yeah. Oh. Friday night. So. If Taylor comes that week, I think we're going to have a contest. I think you're going to have a contest. <laughs> Let's do it. And don't, do don't it. make eating a contest. Everything else with her is a contest to begin with. <laughs> well, we we got about 15 or 20 seconds, Steve. Tell us where do people go to find out more information about Camp Woody, uh, registration, and all that while we end this segment That's up. The easiest one is scwa.org. Okay. Click on, the, click on the icon on the top there that says Camp. And that will bring you right to our Camp Woody and Camp Leopold site. Well, this is uh, this has been great. I, I appreciate you spending so much time with me when I was down there earlier, giving me the tour. Uh, enjoy. Well, we talking. appreciate. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you and, and all that you do to help camp. Uh, your your organization made a significant donation of a junior week and a senior week. Yeah. Your QDMA QDMA give them a shout out. We really appreciate that. Well, we do too. But thanks for uh, talking to us at Seaweed. Thank you for um, for what you do down there, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. And who knows, may have may have a camper with the last name of Mets down there. <laughs> well, we look forward to that. We'll have we'll have a bunch, but I hope Taylor is one. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Steve Maynard, director of Camp Woody. All right. Uh, as always, folks, make time to get out there, take the back roads when you can, and don't forget that camera. We'll see you back here with more Woods and Water South Con next week. Angels like a friend of mine To hit me from behind Cause I'm gone